The yeas are 230, the nays are 197, present is one. Article one is adopted. The question is on the adoption of Article Two. Those in favor say aye. aye. Those opposed, nay. No. The ayes have it. The ayes have it. Hello. The um the title of this podcast I was going to make. I'm still deciding. I was going to make it impeachment what happens next because i've done a, a podcast on impeachment already explaining exactly like what is going on but now that it's actually happened in the house i'd like to do like a quick you know second part just to iron out the final details what he was actually charged with etc 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 but to answer my question then what happens next nothing absolutely nothing this whole thing was a colossal waste of time for anyone on the left, or any sane person actually, that wanted actual change. I'm going to be reading you the articles of impeachment, which is like the charging document. So Trump was impeached, meaning that the House of Representatives, led by the Democrats, they have a majority in that House, voted to basically go forward with a trial. So it's almost like a, imagine like a, pre-trial hearing so they can hear the charges against you and see if if there's enough there to move forward or if you want to plea or whatever so that was where we are so the trial now goes to the senate where they actually they have the actual trial and they call witnesses i mean they did that in the house as well but again it was such a long and antiquated process just to basically confirm that they can bring charges against them very odd but now they have an actual trial in the senate and if two-thirds of the Senate, which is, that'll be, what, 60? Or it's three-fifths, I think three-fifths. That'll be 60 senators there, 100 senators. If 60 of them vote for the Articles of Impeachment, then Trump will actually have to, like, leave office. But that's never going to happen, obviously, because the Republicans have a majority in the, in the Senate. And secondly, the, the charges themselves are incredibly weak. I've been getting, not getting into it, but having some conversations with people on Twitter that are, you know, talking about, Finally, this has happened, and I'm not much of a betting man. And again, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like today, well, today is what the 19th, so impeachment happened yesterday, which is the 18th. If Trump wins in 2020, which I feel like he will, this will be one of the reasons why. I know that's going to come as a shock to people because you know it's almost obviously time is almost up for his first time now, and everyone's. I mean, when it first happened, it was like, what. Donald Trump is president? Like, how did that happen? But this will be one of the reasons why. Because this impeachment was a complete gift to Donald Trump. This is possibly the worst way to hold him accountable. In fact, this doesn't hold him accountable. This actually emboldens him. Because Donald Trump, who's been in power for three years, was a billionaire who's done nothing but serve the interests of the corporatists, and the oligarchs will now be able to position himself as anti-establishment. Let us think in, a billionaire is going to be able to position himself as anti-establishment. That will be a bit like Boris Johnson. Somehow people think of Boris Johnson as some kind of scrappy underdog. That's what's going to happen because of impeachment.
And I'm not going to say I told you so because I'm not the only one saying this. A lot of people, especially on the left, some on the right can see this already because by the time they actually came to voting for impeachment, public support for impeachment was actually already going down because no one understood what they were arguing about. And the Democrats didn't want to explain it because if they did, they would be implicated in the kind of corruption that is sim- like very systematic and, you know, just part of the course in government. So they didn't really want to have to, you know, go into detail. Just over oh, impeaching them on abuse of power. What, what exactly is that? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They wouldn't even mention the stuff they're impeaching them on. Like, anyway, anyway, I've already explained what they were impeaching them on. But let me read you a summary of the articles of impeachment. It says here, the first article charges him with abuse of power for pressuring Ukraine to assist him in his re-election campaign by damaging democratic rivals. Now, that one I actually sort of agree with. So as I explained in the previous one, Trump was trying to get the Ukrainians to open an investigation into Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden's son had a corrupt business deal where he was sitting on a board of a company making $50,000 a month for for doing nothing. He didn't even show up there barely. It was one of those um, mafia-type no-show jobs. So that was clear corruption because Joe Biden was the one in charge of running policy in Ukraine. So obviously they put his son there to gain some kind of advantage. Now, I was having this conversation with my dad yesterday and he was like, oh yeah, but what about Trump's kids in China? Again, I don't like Trump. I agree, that's corrupt also. But they're both corrupt. And again, if you're going to impeach him on that, bear in mind, Trump literally is selling weapons to the Saudis that oven-baked a journalist. They dist- Trump has actually ignored the War Powers Resolution twice and vetoing it, I think, the first time as well, which is going to end, the, which was meant to end the US support for the war in Yemen. Now, they could impeach him on any of these things. Trump was caging children, but they don't want to because Obama was doing the same things. Obama was caging children. Obama was the one that actually started this war in Yemen that Trump vetoed the end of. Obama was the one selling record number of arms to Saudi Arabia. So again, they can't impeach him on stuff that people actually care about because then they don't they don't disagree with him on those. They actually agree they like that. They just don't like the fact that he's so open about it and he went after Joe Biden, which is one of the establishment, you know, that's one of us. I know you're going to be hearing a lot of um, comparisons to Nixon. When Nixon was impeached, he was impeached for basically trying to spy on his Democratic rivals as well. But at the same time, Nixon was running COINTELPRO, which was a massive, probably one of the first, like, compared to the one Snowden broke, a massive amount of government surveillance on citizens. Look at, like, spying on black activists, spying on just so many people in the population. They didn't even impeach him. Did that even come up? And when this whole impeachment stuff was happening, the Democrats, well, not the Democrats, the Speaker of the House, who was like the leader, she didn't even want to impeach Donald Trump. She kept on saying, no, no I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Until Trump kept on, like, he basically was was taunting her. And so she did and said, okay, we're just going to do it on these two things. And she literally refused to add any of the other things, the actual horrible things that Donald Trump has done into it. So that's how it just shows you how much she cares about it. But now it's like anyone that doesn't care about it, oh, you must be a Trump supporter, even though... The same woman wouldn't even impeach Trump like a month ago. They've been trying to impeach Trump for years, the party itself, but the speaker's been like, no, we're not doing it. And this was the same woman that was there when George Bush was there. 
and they, she won she became speaker of the house and they asked her are you going to impeach George Bush for lying in, us into a war committing torture killing like a million Iraqis thousands of American soldiers dead using nuclear weapons basically depleted uranium in Fallujah she said nah it's a waste of time so I, I get that kind of that tells you the kind of person we're dealing with she actually said last week on a town hall she did on CNN she said she she knew the whole time because she was part of the people that get to see all the um high level intelligence and she knew the whole time that there was no WMDs so she didn't feel she had a duty to inform the public of this or to mention it again that's why she couldn't impeach him because she knew the whole time as well she was complicit and in fact WikiLeaks revealed that a lot of the torture stuff the CIA told her they were doing it so how can you impeach him on something you're complicit in she can't do that in the same week that they voted for impeachment they actually passed the military budget for the financial year of 20, 2020 isn't it we're going into 2020 and it is to the tune of 738 billion pounds <laughs> now that's ne- that's more than the next 10 countries combined bear in mind some of the next 10 countries include china Indonesia, the UK, India, which comprise like 25% of the world's population. It is a matter of fact that the president is an ongoing threat to our national security. Imagine that. They're spending more than the next 10 countries combined. And at the same time, Trump announced he was going to be cutting food stamps, meaning 600,000 people that used to have them now won't have them. But this is, um, that's how you resist Trump, from the right it was it's quite incredible really quite incredible and the second article that's the first article the second article says charges him with obstruction of congress for blocking testimony and refusing to provide documents in response to house subpoenas yeah trump basically kept on exerting executive privilege and refused to let anyone testify from his cabinet which he shouldn't do. I feel like again. I don't like. I said. I don't have to. I feel like I don't feel like I have to say this, but I don't love Trump. I don't like him. I mean, I do like the fact that it is exposes how brazen and corrupt the establishment are, like people like Obama and you know the rest of them. They're being fully exposed by Trump because Trump is the same kind of guy that will go to um uh, a summit, you know. Whereas Obama would go there and be like, oh, you know, we have to, you know, protect each other and help us and you know. You know, liberal international order. Trump would just be like buy U.S. weapons, which is the real reason why the summit was held in the first place. So, I do like that about Trump that a lot of people are opening their eyes. Whereas if Hillary Clinton had won, I feel like it would just be the same old, same old collective dud. But now people are opening their eyes and be like, wow, these people—they're both horrible. So that's kind of good. But in regards to that, I don't really think that's an impeachable offense because presidents do that all the time. Like Obama, the Obama's um. Attorney General was actually held in contempt of Congress for refusing to turn over documents. Obama's CIA was spying on the Senate when they were investigating CIA use of torture. Can you, can you imagine that? That's people meant to be conducting oversight. They're spying on them. I mean, again, shows you how much they care about congressional oversight. But it's torture, so they both agree on torture, so you're not going to hear much about that. And that's the unfortunate thing. It's, it's just the way to actually um, oppose Trump and impeach him is not, they, they're doing it from from the right, from the right wing perspective, which is like, I mean, it's literally, it's not literally, but it's a bit like, you know, your problem with Hitler was that 
you know, he didn't kill people effectively enough or he used chemical weapons, which is kind of some of the things you see them do now. But we have to bomb bomb Syria because they used chemical weapons to kill people and that is so beyond the pale. But when they shoot them or bomb them, that's okay. It's chemical weapons. That's the one we can't allow. That's the kind of brain-dead logic that these liberals want people to believe in. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people, they're just awakening in terms of their politics. And they would see this kind of stuff and fall for it. But the whole thing is a scam. And in fact, speaking of presidents interfering in getting foreign countries to meddle with the election, I just remembered in the 1980s when Ronald Reagan was running for president against Jimmy Carter, he actually called Iran, there was going to be a hostage exchange and he called them and told them not to release the hostages because Jimmy Carter was president and he would give them a better deal when he became president now this is someone basically endangering the lives of his own citizens, I mean I guess they do that all the time so maybe that's not a big deal, in fact maybe this is a less of a deal because there's only like 3 or 4 of them so the other country will give him a better deal and he'll weaken his opponent politically I mean that's the, that was a sitting president as well but I guess, you know, he, he didn't get impeached for that, so who cares? It was um, incredible because a lot of it was actually just more of the same Russiagate nonsense. They actually accused Trump of treason because he didn't give Ukraine, which again, the aid was actually released anyway. At a time when Trump wasn't, well, was thinking about withholding the aid, if that's what they're accusing him of, that was the aid for next year. The aid for this year was already being allocated last year and being given now because it takes a year for the aid to actually show up at the place and again the aid is not like they're doing stuff out of the generosity of their hearts for ukraine the aid is basically they'll say something like oh we're gonna use 200 million to assist ukraine in defense but 200 million probably just goes straight from the u.s government to raytheon or something and then they deliver some weapons to ukraine so it's not really aid to ukraine is it it's aid to American defense companies, but I mean, this is this will be like you know Tim Forhart stuff if I said this on like any mainstream media. But that was the two articles that was advanced out of the House Judiciary Committee. But again, a lot of it was just mindless Cold War stuff about Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, because he betrayed Ukraine, who are fighting against Russia, and because of that. Bear in mind again, Obama wouldn't even send this aid. This aid was only approved after Trump became president. So it was approved, I think it was 2017. Then they did it for 2018. And then 2019 was the one they're arguing about now. When Obama was president, he didn't even approve any aid. So again, somehow they're accusing Trump of being beholden to the people that he's being belligerent against. Trump has pulled out of nuclear weapons, um, um, what's it called, disarmament treaties. and But somehow him not sending some money quick enough is what they're going to impeach him over to cover for one of their own people who was being blatantly corrupt again this is why when it happens and you wake up on november 9th 2020 and you see that trump is re-elected i know a lot of people are going to be in a state of shock confusion you know they can't believe it what's happened i thought i thought this was just like an aberration a one-time thing this wasn't like you know Something that was meant to happen again. It was just, you know, everyone was just tired. This is why. And even just listening to my dad yesterday, when I was speaking to him about this, I actually felt sorry for him. Because he'd been watching, you know, CNN breathlessly 
And obviously, all the reporters that, oh, yeah, the Trump is, the, you know, the scum of the earth, the worst person, you know, since Hitler. He has to be impeached today, today, today. And they didn't talk about any of the countervailing facts. They didn't even mention the report that said the whole investigation into um, the Russian interference and spying on Trump, which actually did happen by the FBI, was criminal. They were forging documents to be able to obtain warrants to spy on Donald Trump's campaign. Like, this is serious stuff. They didn't even report that. And I actually felt bad for him because that's how a lot of these people are. Like, they watch their CNN and MSNBC and, you know, I'm not even going to say the Twitter bubble because my Twitter is very lefty, so we we know what's really going on. But, and they just react because they don't they don't have the, the full information, you know. But that was saying, oh, so does that mean you support Trump? What about this person? As though me just pointing out obvious facts about how stupid the Democrats are. That somehow means I'm a Trump supporter or something. I don't know. It's an either or, evidently. And um, there was some, also there was some rancor because one of the Democrats actually voted present. So she didn't vote yes or no, she voted present. Her name was Tulsi Gabbard. And she's actually running for president. And everyone was, you know, oh, she's a bait. She's aiding Trump. She's aiding Putin. I don't even know where the hell Putin comes into. I'm so confused. Like, what's this got to do with Putin? What does he care? But apparently somehow that made her Putin's puppets and all that. Bear in mind, two Democrats voted no. Didn't even mention them. And she said her logic was that she wanted Trump, she doesn't mind Trump being impeached. But for actual serious stuff, which again, is what I'm saying. She was actually right. If that was her, she would vote no. I guess present is a bit of a, you know, you can't please everyone kind of situation. Like Jeremy Corbyn tried to do with Brexit. Just, just vote no. No, because this is dumb. Because again, every time they try to expand the scope of it, Pelosi, the um, speaker, said no. She only wanted it to be an extremely thin, you know, very specific thing, which was basically trying to protect one of their own who was being corrupt. In fact, there was a last debate when this first broke and the new, um, the moderators went through a thing where they said, oh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden's son actually did anything corrupt. I mean, that's the kind of bubble they live in. The vice president's son, getting a job on the board of a foreign gas company when he knows nothing about oil and gas and he goes to like six meetings over two years and he's getting fifty thousand dollars a month that to them is nothing wrong i mean again these are the kind of people that bring you the news this is them you know i mean at least when it happens in i don't know nigeria or foreign Brown countries. Oh my God, that's corruption, nepotism. But here it's just no. You know, my dad was actually telling me yesterday. They all do it as though that makes it okay. Yeah, it's corruption. But again, they impeaching Trump for basically trying to somehow expose someone else's corruption. Now again, imagine you're a voter and you don't really pay attention to these things, and you realize, oh, Trump comes to a rally in your town and your local newspaper. You know, print some of what he says and he's saying stuff like, they didn't want me to expose Biden's corruption that's why they rushed through impeachment obviously that's going to make sense to you because you're not going to no one no average person that hasn't made $50,000 in five years that's never even seen $50,000 in their life will hear that someone's getting paid $50,000 a month which will be $600,000 a year to be on the board of a company he knows nothing about and be like oh yeah no, no that's totally fine you know nothing to see here but again th- that's the brain dead nature of the people that bring us our news and analyze stuff. They're brain dead. And this is why 
when Trump wins, you know, the only thing I can say about that is that maybe you'll bring us close to a revolution. But at the same time, it's tough because so many people are living so tough now. So how can I say that when I know that a lot of people are going through it in terms of, you know, climate change and, you know, homelessness and all that kind of stuff. But I think there has to be drastic change because, again, their their objection to Trump is just, let's just go back to the way things were. Oh, no, let's not go back to the way that things were. Things were not good before. They were not. But they don't see that. They're so, they're so blinded. I still don't know if they're doing it on purpose or, I don't know, they're just clueless. But that's how they are. And then when Trump wins, they're going to blame on everything except themselves. Bear in mind, these people, one of the people that accused Tulsi of being Russia's, Putin's puppet... And, you know, an agent of Donald Trump was Neera Tandon, who is president of Center for American Progress, some neoliberal think think tank that takes money from all the worst people in the world. Hillary Clinton's campaign was the one that suggested the idea of making Donald Trump the front runner in the first place. They called it the Pied Piper strategy because to them, he would be the weakest person and then they could easily just beat him. They were they were promoting Donald Trump before anyone else even was. But let they tell it. If you disagree with them, you know, you're the one that's, you know, in the pockets of Donald Trump and Putin. When they were the ones literally, and I, when I say the word, I mean literally promoting them. This was revealed by WikiLeaks, but why why like the truth get in the way of a convenient narrative? You know, that's how it's going to be. So um, I just wanted to give that little primer. You know, it's the news, it's current, you know. I'm trying to be, a, you know, somewhat of a journalist here. Get you the news as quick as I can. I'm going to do a little splice in the start to the pit where she gaveled in the impeachment stuff. Like I said, it was pretty down partisan lines. All Democrats except two voted for it. All the Republicans voted against and one person Tulsi voted present. So now, and just before I wrap up, we actually, I just read something just now that said, the Speaker of the House, Pelosi, she wouldn't even move the impeachment to the Senate because she wants to guarantee that the Senate leader, who's a Republican, will give Donald Trump, um, will have a fair trial. I mean, again, these are the kind of... Talk about bringing a spoon to a gunfight. Not even a spoon to a knife fight, because I guess like, if it's a knife fight with a spoon, it's still at like close quarters. You can, you know, joust your way through, do some blocking or whatever. When you bring a spoon to a gunfight, how quick do you think, you, how close do you think you're gonna get before someone blows your head off? That's the kind of people that are leading our resistance to Trump. She was, she's basically saying, "I'm not gonna, you know, continue unless you play fair." <laughs> ah! Uh, okay, I'm just gonna leave it there. If anything else comes up. I might just do another quick segment. I don't really want to because this is the second one. And quite frankly, I don't really care much about this topic. It's a bit like Brexit for me. If it happens, who cares? If it doesn't happen, it doesn't really bother me. So I'll leave it there and I hope you enjoy this.